Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. They weakened the draft status this year of the of the Miami Dolphins, made them spend money on a receiver that they now got to figure out how to utilize, given the fact that Tua's not the quarterback probably, according to Mike Tannenbaum, in the future. So I think the Jets, by not getting Tyreek Hill, was a smart deal on their part because they're not ready to win like that right now. Tyreek Hill is a special player that needs to be on a team that's ready to win that's Keyshawn Johnson, and you know what? I'm not sure I disagree with him there. And by the way, the Jets are the Jags in that regard. Right. And we talked a lot about this yesterday. We talked about Tyreek Hill, and uh, we talked about the kind of the like the totem pole, if you will, of the AFC. And there are 11 teams like we feel that. They think they're ready to win a Super Bowl, kind of good, and contend for a Super Bowl. There are two teams like the Patriots and the Steelers that I'm not sure if you really ask them if they're Super Bowl good with what they have, that they would say it. Now, the Patriots will always say it because that's what they do, but I'm just not sure I feel like the Patriots on their roster are good enough to go win a Super Bowl like I feel even the Dolphins have now made themselves, even with a lesser quarterback potentially. Uh, and Pittsburgh, I just don't know how you could say, Mitchell Trubisky, you feel like you're going to go win a Super Bowl with them. There's no evidence of that. And then there are three other teams like the Jags, the Texans, and the Jets who are just in a different starting point and are trying to catch up to everybody else. goes back to the conversation we just had. How much better are the Jags? Did they, did they gain any ground on anybody, even though they really invested a lot over this last couple of weeks and even the last couple of years in their product? And they're better... But did they gain ground getting better is a different story. And a lot of people don't think that answer is yes. So I kind of agree with Keyshawn. I don't think a team like the Jags or even the Jets are ready for a Tyreek Hill in terms of put me over the top and get me into the contention. And I know you don't like to hear that because you want blue chip guys. And so this one has me in the middle. I want blue chip guys too. I want to see the Jags be aggressive. Sell the farm and go go try, like, look like you're going to win. But are you really ready? I would ask you this. This That's a question I've asked today a lot. How many wins is Tyreek Hill worth? Oh. It's really hard in football. Like, how, like we're, yeah. okay, we just talked war. Like, what's your wins above replacement? What's the war... For Tyreek Hill. I'd say at least two. That's what I said. I said two wins. Yeah. Which, by the way, for the Jags is significant. That's half their win total the last two years. Yeah. So that's a big player. But, I mean, to but, that... But where does he go? What's those two wins getting you? Six. Getting you to eight? Maybe. Maybe getting you to nine? And so I think that's the question in, that I have. Like... Is, is that enough? Is it enough to say, okay, Tyreek Hill is at going to be 29 years old. He's 25 mil a year. So what? Jags have money. Cap isn't real. I get you. Ain't my money. Five draft picks. Eh, it's a little steep, but you get a blue chip player. There's no guarantees in the draft. Jags haven't drafted. Well, okay, I feel you. I can, I can come along with that. Okay, but he's going to get you from seven, uh, six Wednesday. W- what's that going to do? That's going to get you from the 12th pick 
picked in the draft to the 19th pick in the draft and out of the playoffs. Okay, well, was it worth it? Like, I, I don't I don't know. If you're talking next year now, if the Jags come in, they win 6-7, and now you added a little bit more, and Trevor's going to year three, and you've got some development about some of these young players, and you like what you have, and then you add a guy like Tyreek Hill. Now that's the year to add Tyreek Hill, in my estimation, potentially. And that's where he puts you over the top into the playoffs because really all you want to do is have a chance in the playoffs to get in the dance and then see what happens. So, like, I get that part of it. Um, but is that a fair – you know, it's, it, that's where the Jags are probably thinking. Like, I understand their train of thought and say even, even Devontae Adams right now, does it make sense for us? And teams ask themselves these questions. Is this the time to spend big? See, the Jags waited too long if you go back to the earlier stages of the David Cal- Dave Caldwell regime. They waited too long to start adding. That's why, in my opinion, that's one of the reasons, like, Gus Bradley got fired because they didn't give him enough. Right. One of the reasons. And then they finally spent, and boom, look what happened. Then they couldn't sustain it. But teams do approach it like that. Are we ready to spend? Are we ready to win? Do we want to go get this guy to, boom, put us over the top? Tyreek Hill, to me, the Miami Dolphins said, Tyreek Hill, we have a chance to put over the top and contend with Buffalo by getting him. That's fair, though, I think, in my opinion, if you're Miami to say that. I, I think so, too. I think if you're the Jets, especially in that division, you can't say that, to your point. What's interesting, I think, about Jacksonville, and obviously the, the ship has sailed, but you, you're not in that division. Like, you you think the Colts are going to be good, unless your name's Brent Martineau, then you're not sold on it. The Titans are what they are, but you're in a somewhat gettable division, if you will. So I think, to your point, I agree with, but if you're the Jags, I think I consider it a little more than if you're the Jets, because the Jets, you're facing an uphill battle with three teams, at least in this division. You know you at least split with the Colts pretty much going in. If you can figure out a way to beat the Texans, split with the Titans, all of a sudden you're in it. Uh, we'll get back to the football talk in just a moment. Right now, I want to welcome Kathy Newman into the show. And I'm not sure how much she wants to break down the Jags, but she might have an opportunity uh, for you to get to the NFL draft and witness the Jags uh, getting that number one overall pick in late April on April 28th. Hello, Kathy. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking a couple minutes. Uh, Kathy's the Community and District uh, Relations Achievement Director with Inc. Inc. is uh, investing in kids, and uh, it's certainly... Uh, tell us a little bit more about your organization. You'll do better than I, I will. <laughs> sure. So, Investing in Kids is the St. John's County Education Foundation. We're a 501c3 here in St. John's County that provides direct support to our county public school district. Uh, that's pretty good stuff, and... and Let's uh, tease everybody with the the draft uh, trip that you guys have that you're essentially raffling off, and and let's get everybody thinking about that. How can they get involved? So we do. We have a week stay available in Vegas, um, and it's currently being raffled off. It's at the Grandview Las Vegas. It's an RCI Gold Crown Resort just a few miles from the Strip, Um, and it's right now available for anyone who would like to raffle to join the raffle. Um, we're selling tickets, $100 each, or if you buy multiples, they're 75 each. Um, and you can go, there's, you actually can go um, for a week starting the 23rd and uh, wraps up the 30th. So you could be there during the draft. Well, this was kind of cool. Here's how uh, Kathy and I got in touch with each other. We were down doing a, a golf event in World Golf Village, and this was actually auctioned off, bought, 
and then almost kind of like returned <laughs> for yeah. a new opportunity. So now we got an opportunity for football fans uh, all over the place. Figured we'd share it with everybody. And we know there's excitement building for the NFL draft and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, well, Vegas adds its own level of excitement. But uh, if you're looking for a place in Vegas, this is a great opportunity. Uh, I know you guys have a QR code you're using. What's the best way to find that or go to the uh, uh, website to find it? So we have a, um, one of those short links, a bit.ly link. You can go www.bit.ly forward slash ink, I-N-K, underscore Vegas. And that will get you right to the um, raffle. Uh, you can also go to our website. Our website is ink-stjohns.org. And there's information there under news for the raffle. All right. And I'll share that uh, on our site as well. So folks uh, that want to get in on that and uh, have an opportunity um, to do it, uh, it'll be easier than probably listening it. Or if you're driving, uh, you can check out social media a little later and you can, the link will, will take you directly uh, there to get in on the, the uh, raffle game for the NFL draft. You guys have obviously a lot of projects. In fact, I just saw something come through our, our work site, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Uh, you guys just did a project, I think, uh, down in St. John's County the other day that you helped support. But give us a little bit more about investing in kids and what you guys are working on um, down in St. John's County. Definitely. So the other day we did unveil um, an outdoor classroom at Julington Creek Elementary School. It was a collective project between Julington Creek Elementary's uh, principal and the Academy of Environmental Science teacher over at uh, Creekside High School. Her name is Allie Pressel, and I think you met her back in October. Yes. She was the teacher of the year for St. John's County for um, 2021. Um, so her idea, together with uh, the um, Mrs. Murphy from um, the Julianta Creek Elementary, brought this idea together to create an outdoor learning space. Um, the Creekside High School students built it. Uh, they planted um, the outdoor um, garden areas and hung all sorts of um, water features and bird features and things like that. And then they came together with the Teaching Academy students at Creekside to put together a day of learning for um, those students to come out and enjoy the outdoor classroom. So it was kind of fun. It was good to see that come together. There were grant uh, dollars that came into play Inc. helped coordinate the grants uh, so that the teachers could have them at all of those, both those schools ultimately. Um, and then we were there to kind of just celebrate it. That's cool. Uh, by the way, I think we did a story on the TV side, so you can check it out on actionnewsjacks.com uh, about that event that just took place. And Inc. Uh, investing in kids uh, has uh, five main programs, Take Stock in Children, Tools for Schools, uh, Fly, which is called Five Learning Years. Uh, family digital literacy and teacher support as well. Just to give you an idea, the Tools for Schools provides classroom tools at no charge to teachers across the county. Uh, and uh, they have, uh, according to this, filed uh, 1,228 teacher supply requests and delivered tools valued at almost $80,000 to classrooms. So just a little bit of what you guys do with investing in kids and uh give us one more uh little teaser about the nfl draft raffle um how long do people have to get involved with it and uh again we'll share it social media wise but uh if you're a football fan if uh, you're a vegas fan who isn't here's a chance to get out to vegas and enjoy both 
You have to get in by Thursday, March 31st at noon. Um, we'll be doing the raffle at 1230. Uh, it's all online. And then we'll go live on Facebook at 1235 to announce who the winner is. And just to let everyone know, all of the proceeds from this raffle will go towards an end of the school, um, end of the school year event that we're doing in June. Uh, it's called the Community Appreciation for School Employees. It's a family-friendly picnic, and we're inviting all 6,000 of our St. John's County School District employees to attend, bring their families, come out. We'll have music, kid zone, um, fun entertainment ultimately for everyone all day long. Um, but we do have to kind of raise some funds to make that happen, and that's what this is going to do. Awesome. Uh, good stuff. Good luck with it. We'll share it uh, more over the next week. But, again, you have until uh, March 31st to get in on that, potentially a trip to the NFL draft and Las Vegas. Kathy, appreciate you jumping in, and good luck um, with everything moving forward. Thank you so much. You bet. Uh, that is Kathy Newman from Inc. Investing in kids a lot of cool organizations uh, in the area maybe you haven't heard uh, about but uh, inc is certainly one of those uh, down there in st john's county uh the draft we will be there by the way Stuart weber you know i went to all the drafts for a while now i'm not going to the drafts the jags got to stop picking number one because when the jags pick number one we do expanded coverage right and it's just i gotta anchor the shows back here 7 to 10 in our three-hour extravaganza, mm-hmm. and then I don't get to go to the draft. Although, around the kids' ball schedule and stuff, like not going out of town. You're not mad at it. not that mad at it. I'm not that mad. So, um, everything works around the, the baseball softball schedule, except on that draft night. You know, like last draft night, I was, right. yeah, everybody excited about Trevor Lawrence. I was, like, watching my phone the whole time because I remember Kaylee was playing for a district championship on draft night. Wow. Couldn't be there. That's tough. That's tough. I saw you working, though. I was there. I saw uh, you running yeah. across the field. Yeah, that was that's right. We did run. We had two locations. Yep. They're doing it different this year. I don't, I don't want to say too many. I'm not going to say anything. It's a little bit different this year, Good. but there will be a party. I don't know what the Jags have released, so I don't want to be the guy to release it. Um, like but, me with the jumbo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so pay attention to that um, coming out. But there will be a draft party of some sorts uh, there down at Jags headquarters. You know what else is crazy? I haven't been down to the stadium in a little bit. I don't even know when this happened. But if you don't drive downtown a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. I know what you're going to say. You know, it was really weird when the Hart Bridge gave way to, mm-hmm. like, well, you can still get off the Hart Bridge, you know, that normal exit that everybody used to take for years and years and years. That ends up at, like, the Duval House. Yeah. And, but then, obviously, they uh, knocked down the freeway, and now it lands right on Bay Street. Well, they had that, but it was a little, like, turn lane and then at a light you take a left well yes. today went down there and it's just a straightaway yeah now you still have to stop at a light but it's just straight is so there's been a lot of work done down there since i was i don't know how long it's been since i've been down to the stadium working hard. probably too long yeah sounds like <laughs> but it. um i had not noticed that there's a lot going on down there there really is there's a lot of sand piles i saw this thing today i sh- almost took a picture of it but and then i was like going to turn around and take a picture of it but there was, like, some structure that was obviously being totally moved. It was on, like, a tractor-trailer of sorts. That's the best way I'll describe it. It's not really a tractor-trailer. If anybody's in the business, they would know what that is. I don't. Um, something big. It was something big. But, it, like, this thing was off its foundation and everything and being moved. And I'm sure we're probably doing news stories on it. It's probably something significant, and I have no idea. Well, Action News Jacks at 5. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, we've probably done story. People are like, Brent, yeah, that's the whatever building. Or And I just like, I don't know. I just saw it today. So 
There's a lot of sights to be had downtown right now. It's a, yeah, it sounds like it. And I didn't even really go around and see the new Performance Center. Yes, they are doing that as well. Because that's all under construction. Yes. And, um, you know, the wild part of all this is the Jags are really, it's going to be interesting to watch how the Jags proceed over the next eight months. You know, one of the things that Doug Peterson has to do and the staff at the Jags is kind of finagle how to use their practice and their field space. I mean, there are four fields that they're not going to be able to use where they normally practice. Right. So they have the flex field, mm-hmm. and they're going to practice at TIAA Bank. Like, that's where they're doing a bulk of their work, inside the stadium, which is very unusual. It's different. Right? Yeah. And so, therefore, I know one of the effects on that, which I learned like a couple months ago, is that they're going to have to resod the field more times than usual Makes at sense. TIAA Bank, yeah. right? Normally, they'll do it around like Florida Georgia game. Right. But they're going to do it more. And I think, I don't know if this is still in play. I know there was in play to go practice at like somewhere like an Episcopal right across the, the river, um, like a backfield or something like that in, on occasion if they couldn't use the rain, main field or if they just wanted to change the scenery. or I, And I'm not sure if that's still in play. So it actually going to be pretty fascinating to watch the next couple of months and then into training camp how the Jags juggle that new performance center, where they practice, how they practice, and what that looks like. It's going to be very unique. I mean, I mean I've been here 14 years now, and this will be as different as we've seen. I mean, Jags have stepped away to practice at high schools over the years, but not like this. I mean, that was like a one-time thing that they did just to bring the show on the road. And then you add, I mean, Doug Peterson walks into a situation where he's, he's going to be very flexible because even if you look at the, the calendar – Doug has to deal with a fourth preseason game with the Hall of Fame game. True. An early start to training camp, which how do you pace your players and get ready for the season in that regard, which I think is just a little unique and your body's not used to that and your mental clock is not used to that, but they have to get used to that. And then also you've got your typical London trip, True. right, that yes. Doug – um, will be a part of, and I'm sure he probably did. Maybe he did yeah, with Philly, they, right? Didn't they play the Jags? Did the Jags play Philly there? The Doug there? Maybe Wentz, they did. Wentz was the quarterback. I mean, yeah, they must have. Yeah, yeah, I think I do remember that now. Yeah, I get muddy on that, That's but anyway, right. he's going to have to spearhead a lot of that stuff, uh, which I caught him on. Yeah, I just think it's a little different, right? I mean, these guys are creatures of habit. And um, and by the way, Doug has a big staff to help him out. It really, the MVPs of all that are the logistical folks behind the scenes uh, making it all happen. But um, if you missed it earlier in the show, I did say this. I was down there today. There's a good feel in the building about what Doug Peterson's created, about what's going on, and about moving forward. I think that's a very positive thing. You know what else I noticed? I think the Jags are starting to do, and these are small things. But did you notice what they just did? Uh, they tweeted like a thanks to Andrew Norwell and AJ Can. Oh, I didn't see it. And like that's something that's become more popular yes. if you look at other teams. And the Jags now are getting in that game. And and I feel like they're a little bit new to that game, but it's kind of a newer thing around the NFL anyway. But it's like, hey, we appreciate what you did here. You know, thanks for the time. Thanks for the efforts. Thanks for Now, if they start doing that for a guy who like was here for a week, I'm going to start raising questions, but 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't see the one for Duke Johnson when he just resigned somewhere else. <laughs> but I like that. I think that's good. I think that's it's a good look. It's a good look, and I think teams do that. I've said this for a while. The Rams, if you watch how they've taken care of Jalen Ramsey on social media alone and kind of fed his ego a little bit and made him like this, kind of pushed his brand even some, like the Jags did not do that. They did, they, and, and that's not like their social media fault. That was just like the way the it was in the building. And obviously, I don't think Tom Coughlin was going to be a big fan of like pushing one athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah. And But that's just a different world we live in now in the NFL. I think the Rams did a great job over the last couple of years with Jalen on that. And I wonder if the Jags will start doing that with some of their big-time players, some of their players in that sense. And just uh, it might be a little something, but it might be worth a lot to some of those guys uh, this day and age. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. When Kyrie Irving plays this year, the New Jersey or the, the Brooklyn Nets are one of the top five teams in the league. They are third in net rating on the road this year. Net rating is how you do per 100 possessions against your opponent. It goes Suns, Celtics, Nets when Kyrie is on the court. When Kyrie is not, when the Nets have been at home, they're 26th. Now, some of that's because they didn't have Durant for a while, and some of those home games were awful. That skewed a little bit. So you can see they go from being a spoiler in the Eastern playoffs to potentially being uh, the contender. And so this decision is as impactful as anything that's happened in the NBA this year. That is... I know who that is. Uh, what is it? Brian uh, Windhorst? Yep. Uh, <laughs> I just I had, like, blanked on his name a little bit. Is the story about Windhorst, did he, like, cover LeBron in Cleveland? Yes, correct. And then, like, when LeBron left, he kind of went he more big, or less, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he was really, like, in on the LeBron coverage. Yeah, he's like, funny how, like coverage. Yeah, guy. funny how... And I don't want to take anything away from Windhorst. I think he does a nice job, but, like, I wonder if he, like... Does he send LeBron a Christmas card? Like, thank you. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's a good call. It, it, I mean, listen, I'll, I'll tell you this. I say this all the time. So when, when I retire, I'm going to send a thank you card to whoever's at, like, one park place in New York City from in, in charge of the NFL. I mean, we all should. Yeah, that's fair. In, in TV and radio and in the sports world? I mean. Right now, the shield's dragging us all through, like, it's true. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. We're just riding the coattails. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it, I wonder what they talk about, like, in, like, ESPN. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a place that doesn't have NFL football, where it's, like, not close at all. Yeah. It's, like, I mean, uh, a place like Nebraska. Yeah, ESPN Nebraska. What are they talking about? Well, I mean, I guess you could talk about Nebraska, but I don't even know if anybody wants to talk about Nebraska. Exactly. So they're in a bad spot. They're in a bad spot. But I'll tell you what. Go ahead, check out ESPN. I mean, I think Omaha probably has, like, a, an affiliate or sports radio. Oh, yeah. 100%. I would think. Yeah. Because Omaha's an awesome town. Take your but to your it. point, like, they probably talk a lot of college hoops, like Creighton's there and stuff like that. Oh, that's right. So, but I bet there are some places that maybe the NFL isn't king, and That's they, they probably don't do it anymore. Like, where the NFL isn't king, you'd want it would be a great study. Like, a, 
is it been put out of business? Like, listen, Orlando, the NFL isn't king. They don't have a team, but it's still like king. Yeah. They have three teams in the state of Florida, so it's close enough. Like, you can – every football fan – and by the way, it's such a transient place that you can you can talk about every NFL team and, and do okay. You still want to probably talk a little bit about the magic and some of the college stuff in Orlando. I don't even know. I don't listen to sports radio in Orlando, but – I still think they can talk heavily on the NFL is my point, even though they don't have an NFL town. Yeah. In Omaha, I'm not sure they can do that as much. That might not be a good example, but, you know, in other places like, uh, you know, name like Iowa, mm -hmm. they probably have really good, they could have good sports radio just around Iowa and Iowa State. You know, so it just depends what else is there. But um, it is pretty fascinating how much the NFL, I mean, how many jobs could you create? Could you actually give credit to the NFL for creating in in the sports media? I, I mean, I don't I don't give the NFL credit for creating my job. I think I'd still have a job, especially on the TV side. I give them credit, but I give them credit for like giving us content. Yeah, in a in a football thirsty, you know, area of the country. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think you could actually make the case. You look around. I mean, NFL Network itself, obviously, I mean, all those people, time, right? Yeah. But I'm not sure, like, even a place like The Athletic could thrive without the NFL. True. And The Athletic has really taken off and done well in, in the concept and continues to grow, it looks like. And what's it like? The Post is, I think, New York Post or New York somebody bought them. But, again, without the NFL, I'm not sure they do it. There's no other sports entity right now that can carry you and create jobs like that by the masses across the country, like the NFL has yeah um in in my opinion um so pretty wild in that regard all right you just heard uh from when i don't know how i got here but that was windhorse talking about kyrie irving there's now a lot of th what happened is the uh, restrictions have been lifted in new york yeah and so guys like aaron judge mm -hmm. who i didn't realize wasn't vaccinated but yeah. he can now play in yankee stadium in this upcoming major league baseball season kyrie irving now doesn't have to just play away games although it probably did wonders for his legs <laughs> yeah. Um, does that change the game for the Nets? Yeah, I think it has to. Um, like you heard it there, they're one of the best teams when Kyrie and Kevin Durant play together. That's not really a surprise. Uh, even without Ben Simmons, which it looks like they may be without Ben Simmons for the rest of the season, uh, with KD, with Kyrie, they are they're they're as good as any other team in the league, in my opinion. So. The only other caveat will be if they have to play Toronto because then Kyrie could not play because Toronto still has those rules and that's Canada and they're not going to change them. So uh, it's definitely a game changer for the Eastern Conference and everybody in it because those two are incredible at what they do. All right, so I asked this question to you today before the show. Mm -hmm. And this might be a broad question, but I got to be honest with you folks, dumb sports guy here that tries to tune out all the political and other agenda stuff uh, so I don't watch any of it or pay attention to it because I don't want my mind consumed by a lot of that whatever. So you could actually ask, is the pandemic over? Like, the pandemic might have already been, like, officially over. Have they deemed it over, or are we still in a pandemic? Yeah, it's a good question. Like, who makes like, that call? Yeah, I, I do wonder that myself. Hey, seriously, is that, like, Dr. Fauci? What happened to him? I haven't seen him in a minute. Nah, I, don't, I haven't either, but, like, this, I don't know if he... Does, like, who declares the pandemic's over? Like, I, th I thought there was, like, um, a couple months ago or they were on the verge of or maybe it did happen or they called it something else. Like, after a pandemic, it was something else. I don't know what it even was. But here's my real question. When it comes to sports, is, is it over? 
Like, is the is COVID no longer a thing, essentially, in sports? Are we back to normal? I mean, New York is feels like the latest. Now, I think you mentioned like Canada. A little different. It's yeah. still a little different. Mm-hmm. So there's some things in Canada that's going to play uh, in this upcoming Major League Baseball season, especially. But at least, like, in the United States, as we know sports, now that New York has lifted this restriction that allows guys like Judge and Kyrie Irving to play in their home stadiums. Are we done? Yeah, I mean, it kind of, it, it is feeling that way at least um, to the everything we see happening. And then if you look at like baseball, for example, last year I went to a spring training game. You couldn't sit in the first five rows. And now like players are signing autographs and you're back meeting the mascot and stuff like that. So it feels like everything in terms of restrictions are over. I don't know. Like, I don't think the players are testing anymore. Uh, so in, in baseball anyway, I should say. So it, it feels like we're moving past it, but I don't know who's officially going to uh, make that call. It, and by the way, I think you can still get like, I mean, there are going to be COVID cases. Right. Like, right. But like, even March Madness, I have not heard the word COVID mentioned alongside March Madness once. That's actually, that's a good call. Once. I mean, we had all these like, bubble ideas last year and all this other stuff. Nothing. Uh, obviously, the biggest na- uh, biggest thing has been the NBA in, in New York mm-hmm. because of the Kyrie Irving situation. That's the only time I really feel like COVID is even mentioned anymore in the sports world. We're going to go to a football. I, I was down at Jack's headquarters today, and I actually thought this and asked this. And I don't know if I, I never really got full answer, but I saw the trailers where they tested for the last couple of years, essentially. Right. And I was like, I don't think those guys, those things are going to be here in like a couple months or even next month or in a couple of weeks. I don't think they do it anymore. Like, are there protocols for the NFL this offseason conditioning and going into next year? Like, I don't know if there are going to be actual protocols. No, I think I saw that there was uh, during the offseason, there was none. I feel like I read an article about that. Yeah. So, I mean, essentially, just, from a sports perspective. Yeah. And, and I might be late to this party. <laughs> but I just didn't really think about it much. Like, it's over. It, it feels that way, yeah. But you, as it turns out, you can still get tested if you want to get tested. Yeah, and, and again, like, you can still get COVID. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I'm, I I'm not saying, like, it's extinct. But in in terms of the protocols and everything that you've seen, it feels like that'll be the end of that. Um, in all the major sports, you bring up football. But, yeah, it feels like we just... We go on now, and fans are there. And <laughs> we go on now. Yeah, I, I guess we just keep going. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just, I, it just hit me today. I think in part because I saw the um, yeah. the trailers down Jags that we had gone in and tested in and players had for so long. The other part is the, the news out of New York where, and again, the CDC, even in our building, like really, what, what's this, about a week, two weeks, week and a half? Like yeah. Masks, I think, are now optional in our building. Yeah, is the latest, is that like a CDC yeah. thing, I'm sure? Because I think we were long following those guidelines. Yeah. So I think probably just about everywhere now, masks are optional. Can't show you how much I've been paying attention to this. I just say, hey, do, I'll do whatever you tell me I got to do. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> it's, much. It's really where I've been. But, um, yeah, it, just fe- it really hit me today. Like, I, I think it just feels over. I, when was the last time we really felt it? Like the Olympics? Because remember, yeah, there were still no fans call. in the Olympics. Yeah. So I think the last time we really felt like, okay, we're still in this thing, and it's it's kind of the world we've been in for a couple of years. And that was, by the way, just a month ago. 
So True. the Winter Olympics were a month ago, now closer to six weeks. But if you looked in the stands in the Olympics, there weren't a lot of people. And people were still using Zoom calls. Like, I'm not sure we're going to be doing too many more Zoom interviews. Maybe some teams because that's how we've now learned how to do it. But, like, I don't think I'm doing interviews with people at on Zoom because I can't do them in person. Yeah, agreed. I Yeah, that's I, – I agree with you. And I think – to the point where you said, when did you, like, feel it? You said today, I, I feel that way with the spring training because, like, last year and just, like, the people that I'm friends with, like, the getting autographs part of it, it was like, no, you can't even ask, you can't even be near them. And then when I went to the game, my friend was like, yeah, no, it's, they're doing it. It's fine. Yeah. Nobody's – like, and you usually know when, like, the, the ushers are, like, trying to have too much power until you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. When they're just letting you do it, you know that they were told, like, hey, there's no – no, nothing to be worried about. So. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, just an observation made today. And I, I honestly have kind of felt that a little bit in the world that I live in, probably for a bit. But I think now this world that, like this corporate world, if you will, that has now loosened everything. And again, CDC guidelines, I think, have kind of paved the way for it. But from a sports perspective, we lived really for two years like that. It was March. Yeah. So it was basically a two-year window where we wondered how long would this be. If we pull, go back to two years ago and you pull up a show, be like, so how long is this going to be? Like a couple weeks? A couple months? Like, I said, oh, I know I said this. Oh, no, we'll be back full go by, like, September. Like, August, September, football season. No, yeah, there's no way. I mean, it's March. We got plenty of time. Like, we'll be, here we are two years later. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we should throw a parade or something. You really want to throw parades. I do. We I didn't get to the Adams one. Um, in the meantime, uh, Casey has done a really good thing here. He's put a QR code up here. Oh, I did that, yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, if you look at that QR code, we just had Kathy on from uh, Inc. Investment in Kids, their organization. They're doing a raffle uh, for a trip to the NFL draft in Vegas. And so you can uh, click that QR code. That's how it works. And uh, check it out. So we don't even need to give you the link. If you go on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, you can just hit the QR code. That was another thing, by the way. QR codes, like two years ago, three uh-huh. years ago, I felt like they were about to be a thing. Then they disappeared, and now QR codes are everywhere, and we're all using them. Yeah, it took great. like three years. It took a pandemic for us to use QR codes the way we're using them. I guess some good things did happen. Why haven't we done come up with a QR code yet for the show? Where are we going to link it to? Probably like Action Sports Extreme 18 card. Oh, we can do that. <laughs> That gets enough run. There we go. <laughs> if you haven't heard or bought the Action Sports Extreme 18 card, well, then you haven't been listening. That's fair. <laughs> to any of the stations. That's right. And we appreciate the promotion. Trying to help raise some money for charity and stuff. It's a good deal. Buy the Dream 18 card. Just don't play golf today. It's a little rainy. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Tua is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL, man. So just his ball placement, you know, getting us the ball in space, you know, perfect placement, you know, and us just utilizing our speed, you know, um, utilizing our best asset, you know, and and that's just being dangerous. Is that Tyreek Hill? That's a fresh sound from Tyreek Hill's news conference. I'm telling you. That was fast. Yep. I was thinking of this thing. I saw Tyreek Hill on the private plane or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, the private plane business must do better than ever before, right? I'm saying. Like, what's the stock in that? Should have bought that. 
I mean, I feel like more people fly in private planes than they've had more people than ever before has to be the case. Yeah. Because there's just more money out, like even the, just the athlete money. Like there wasn't athlete money 20 years ago that you were hopping on a plane every minute on a private jet, nor was every owner sending their jet to pick you up. Nor was Lincoln Riley getting like a week on a private jet for his family in his sure. contract. The private jet business must be like through the roof. It's booming. Yeah, I mean, it's a good business, but it, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing because like then you'll see people at the airport and you're like, eh, it doesn't make sense. Well, you see a lot of people at the airport. Yeah. But my guess is the airport business, here's my uh, a theory. I don't know if I'm correct. You got. Well, my theory on the airport business is less flights go out than ever before. Yeah. Which makes the flights more crowded, yeah. mm-hmm. right? It's just simple supply and demand issue. But I, I got to believe there are less flights out than ever before. Yeah. I can get by Or that. maybe there are more people flying. And so maybe there are more flights out for any than ever before, but not like at the, if you did the percentages, the percent per like, uh, passenger type percentage or something like that per capita, whatever you want to say, it would, it's, it's got to be less than it was like 20 years ago. I'm just convinced of it. I don't know if I'm right about it, but I'm convinced of it. It feels like a good take. Like when, how often, seriously, raise your hand or call in or do something, raise your hand. I won't see it. Um, and I don't really want a bunch of calls on it. So just let me know in one way or another or yell in your car. Like when was the last time you flew and it wasn't like, if not full, like near capacity, like you could you could fly a couple of times a year. If if you flew a dozen times a year, a couple of those trips, a few of those trips, you'd fly and it felt like it was like half full, and you had like a row to yourself. Not anymore. Or maybe I'm just unlucky. No, I feel, yeah, I think you're right. That's how I feel anyway. So anyway, private jet business is good, but that's not what I was thinking about when Tyreek Hill. Okay. Um. Instead, I was thinking is, what's he going to do with that $25 million a year? <laughs> Anything? Like, what's, he's already got a ton of money. Yeah. Well, now he lives in Miami, so he's probably going to get a pretty nice house. So okay. Step huh. one. That's one house. That's like, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's a really nice house. Yeah. I mean, Miami traffic's pretty bad. Maybe he'll buy a helicopter. He just helicopt his way to practice. Helicopter is what to practice. That's yeah. good. His house is probably going to be on the water, so he probably need a boat. Boat captain lessons to learn how to drive the boat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has some kids, so probably some life jackets. Mm. <laughs> life jackets aren't. Get top of the line life jackets for twenty five million a year. Well, yeah. I mean, what else? I, I just seriously wonder that something like there's money, and then there's like money you don't need. Well, yeah. Yeah, no. And I just don't, like, what's Tyreek Hill, what's all these guys? I mean, what's who? Do, what's Deshaun Watson going to do? Yeah, especially in Cleveland. Like, I don't know, what are you going to do in Cleveland? Like, where's the hot spot to buy a house in Cleveland? Like, there's no... I, I've always, I always say that, and I, I mean, everybody, we all know, like, enough financial advisors, but I can honestly say I don't think I've ever, well, maybe I've met him, I just don't know, like, no-no, a financial advisor that handles, like, that kind of money. Yeah. Like, in... in, in or maybe I do, and I just don't know they do. That's all. Like true. I've never had that discussion, but like I, I wonder what a financial advisor says to like Tyreek Hill. You just got you're going to get paid 120 million over the next four years. Here's what you should do with it. True. 
probably get a chain with a dolphin on it. <laughs> a chain with a dolphin. Now That's I'm just good. thinking. <laughs> That's good. You've yeah. added quite a list. Yeah. <laughs> and it all, yeah, he'd still probably be okay. Plenty of money. Plenty of money. And uh, I, I, do you think, like, the government smiles every time one of these big athletes get paid this kind of money? Yeah. <laughs> Not the full state of Florida. No income tax. Yeah, that's no true. state income tax. But Probably the Ohio the people. Smiles. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's I seriously. That's what I thought of today. I saw Tyreek Hill on a plane, and he did like some social media message, and that's a thought that ran through my mind when I saw it. Was like, how is he going to spend it? Like, I feel like if I had that much money, I'd be skeptical to like invest in stock. Because like, what if you miss? Like, you're set. Well, what you should do is I would, and by the way, don't take advice from me because I don't really know that much, but I would assume you'd more invest in bonds. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I'm going to get a financial advisor for you. Yeah, but I, I think guess. there'd be more at the or very low risk stocks. So you don't lose it is my oh, point. Yeah, but yeah, bonds yeah. are very, you're not going to lose it. And um, so I would imagine there's some element of that. True. Uh it's, it's so funny that we can spend other people's money sometimes. Pretty, yeah, pretty good. Because another thing I think, I don't know, like, where, but, like, Patrick Mahomes bought, like, half of the women's soccer team. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, like, now that'd be cool. Yeah. So, like, I don't think he's going to buy, like, what other, what minor league team sort of things do we have that you can buy into? I could probably buy into the Florida Panthers. Oh, yeah, that's a minor league team for sure. <laughs> now they're playing like a pro team, but yeah. it attended to like a, a minor league team. So you could do something well, like that. Yeah, actually, that would be kind of cool. Like, yeah, yeah I, I think I would do that. I think that would be kind of fun. You know what I got to find out? Is Miles Jack still going to own part of the Iceman? That's a good question, actually. I saw that they're doing, he's here this weekend for. Um, oh, Miles is back? Yeah, it's like a. Uh, uh, I forget what they call it, but it's like a kid's play day, more or less. Okay. And it's like for like kids to be active and stuff, and Miles is going to be out there. Miles, so maybe he's staying part of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he has to be in Jacksonville to own part of the Iceman. So maybe he's going to continue to be a part of that. Um, so anyway, if you want to go see Miles, be down there. The you go. Go to the Jacksonville Iceman. And you'll probably see a fight. It's our guy. With Travis Howe, yeah. who was on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 uh, a little bit earlier. You know the other part about the big money guys, like, they get so much for free anyway. Yeah. Like, I've never understood that concept. It's I don't like either. These guys get everything for free. Like, Tiger Woods walks into a bar, probably gets free drinks. Tiger Woods gets walks into a restaurant, hey, dinner's on us. They're needed to be on you. The I guy's know. worth, like, billions. I've always, I've always thought about that, too, actually. Now, listen, hopefully those nice people will give a good meal to somebody who doesn't have billions as well. And, but... Like, the restaurant thrives off people that make, like, $60,000, but the guy <laughs> that makes a billion gets it for free. If I own the restaurant, I'd be like, Tiger, rumor has it, bro, everything's double tonight. <laughs> That's right. It should be. It's the double night. <laughs> uh, by the way, the word on Tiger, he's not a good tipper. Really? Uh, that's a story on Tiger, yeah. Really? Yeah. Also, word on Tiger, he's going to play in the Masters. You seen that? He's on, He's listed. It, I like the idea that I... I think Ty was like, no way he's going to play. I was like, I think he might play there. I think he might play. I mean, he wasn't in the champ previous champions not, not playing, yeah. and he's on the website right now. So yeah, Got to like that. We'll be back. Football at 5. We'll get back to some real sports talk. <laughs> not spending Tyreek Hill's money. When we come back, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.